What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 191 of Smack Talk, presented by SmartOutMoment.com. I'm Tony Mango, the host of the panel, and joining me on the mic for this episode, I've got with me, returning, Drew White. Yo, yo, yo. Prime time in the building. Millions of dollars? Yeah. I've always millions. They have hundreds of dollars, millions. Mr. Thousands of Dollars, Stephen Wago. I don't think Drew knows how to uh, use a sentence. <laughs> and some other kind of joke about millions of dollars, Mr. Mike Payton. So this is episode 191, and we arrange 191 into 911. That's 911. Illuminati confirmed. I do have lots of triangles in this episode. Oh. Be on the lookout for that. You should. Shit, now I actually might go back and add some triangles into things. <laughs> There's going to be some random pyramids and, uh, I don't know, subliminal messaging. There's been subliminal messaging in other episodes. People ne- never pointed it out, but I guess that's why it's subliminal instead of superliminal. Simpsons jokes. Anyway, uh, our episode tonight is going to be covering Battleground, all of our predictions for that pay-per-view that's going to be coming up. We've got our typical stuff on the other parts of the episode, too. Hot Tags in Part 2, Rest Hold Breaks coming up in Part 3, Fantasy League at the end of the show, and Part 1 right now is what it always is, the Wrestling Trivia Question of the Week, otherwise known as the Ask Him. So for people who are unfamiliar with how this goes, let's give you a quick uh, rundown right here. Ask Him consists of two questions. One is to the panel, one is to the audience, and both of them tied together in some fashion, some kind of central theme or whatever. Last week, excuse me, the questions were about Hall of Fames. They were from, was it Wigo, I think? No, that was me. That was you? Okay. I don't Uh, do nothing to anybody. (laughs) Do you remember them, or should I run them down? I vaguely remember them. I believe the question for the panel was who is the only man to be inducted into the WWE and WCW Hall of Fames while they both were still active? Yep. And none of us got that right, I think. Nope, and that answer to that was Junkyard Dog. So I made it a little easier for you guys, I thought. Uh, I said, who is the only man to be inducted into all three of the WWE, WCW, and NWA Hall of Fames? So let's see, who said what? Johnny Castaway says Dusty Rhodes. Nope. Because it was what, Harley Race? It was Harley Race. Uh, Peter says Eddie Graham, I think, but not 100%. So nope for that one. Watchman King says, let's say Ric Flair, but I'll also say Harley Race. So half credit because you also said Ric Flair. Uh, Mono Apex says, I'm going to say Dusty because he's relevant. Oh, and yeah, fucking Byron. Mars Primo says, I think it's Ric Flair. I think is the only one I can think of. <laughs> I was going to say think of that. Uh, and I will give the next fuck that guy inductee should be Byron Saxton because he sucks. I, he looks like a cool guy, but sucking is sucking. And Rosa show says, wow, I want to start answering questions again, but I pick the hardest fucking one. I'll say dusty Rhodes, but I have like 30% faith in that. And silent Winter doom says, I will not miss another week. Going to get this in the first night. <clears throat> I thought that this was the answer to the first question you asked, so I'm going to pose this, post it for this one. Arn Anderson. Mm. Of course, it's probably Flair or something easy like that since you're not Tony. <laughs> fuck Lanny Poffo, fuck Byron, the magical floating Mike Saxton, fuck whoever got rid of all the original McDonald's play, pace, play place equipment except for the apple pie tree that still sits outside the one on North Plank Road. <laughs> 
What? <laughs> okay. Oh, I gotta give shout-outs to Silent What to Do for this one. Okay, so we, we were talking about this, I think, on an old talk show about the old McDonald's playground equipment and how they had, like, the Mayor McCheese jail and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the McDonald's on North Plank Road in Newburgh, they got rid of all that old stuff except for the tree. <laughs> well, the tree for is some awesome. Reason, the tree is still there. And it's, like, it's not even in this sitting area where you are. It's, like, in this random spot between, like, the dumpsters and the drive through lane. <laughs> like, they thought that it was kind of an equivalent of putting a real tree out there or something? I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they thought that tree was, like, a historical site. Like, I don't know, Mark Twain sat under the fucking tree or something. And it, it just sits there <laughs> awkwardly sticking out. And it's, like, everything else is this bright neon signs and everything. And here's this old, like freaking metal fiberglass tree from the 80s with its piss poor paint job and graffiti all over it still sitting there maybe it is a historical thing maybe that's the tree that uh, the apple fell and sir isaac newton figured out gravity and, and sir isaac you mean the uh, the apple pie fell and he figured out gravity <laughs> and then suddenly somebody forgot about it and became neville uh, he also says, and fuck my insomnia that keeps me up all hours of the night answering wrestling trivia questions. Oh, well, he could do that, uh, 30 questions thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is apparently the 30 question thing that Peter sent in was supposed to be one a day. <laughs> oh. oh. So that makes a lot more sense than, I've got a question for you guys for the, uh, the mailbag. 30 of them. <laughs> but, I don't know, we, uh, we took care of them. That's I don't know things. how you're going to be able to do one a day, but, uh, you know. Yeah, we wouldn't have been able to do it for a podcast thing, but... Um, well, maybe for you on the uh, website, but not for us. Right. So, uh, Drew has this set of Ask Him Questions for this week. Hit us with them, Drew. Yeah, so this uh, set of questions will be along the lines of a certain Brock Lesnar, mainly because uh, he is a part of the main event, and he is Brock Lesnar. He's a fucking beast. So it's going anyways, to be about a certain Brock Lesnar, not just any Brock Lesnar. Yeah, exactly. So this this question about Brock Lesnar should be easy for you guys. I, I believe so. So what was Brock Lesnar's debut match on the main roster in WWE? Who was it against? And where was it at? Can you repeat the question? Yes. What was Brock Lesnar's debut match? By that, By that, I mean, who was it against? And what pay-per-view was it at? He didn't debut on Raw? He debuted, but it wasn't a match. He just came out yes. and wrecked some people's faces. His what was first his actual match? match? Was it Big Show? Nope. Hmm. Jeff, Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy? Close. Close. And Lita? Yeah. No. I have no fucking clue at all. <laughs> Steven was close, though. It it was one of them. Jeff Hardy. Yes. At Judgment Vengeance. Day? No. And no. Backlash? Yes. Oh, he did debut That's the night after Mania. That makes sense. So Jeff Backlash Hardy. and Jeff Hardy. Okay. Yep. The match ended in a uh, uh, referee stoppage after Jeff Hardy would not respond. Guess who the ref was? Uh, Nick Patrick. I didn't even fucking think about it. That could have been a question to the audience, but it's Theodore. It was it was uh, Theo. Teddy Long. <laughs> it, was, uh, uh, it was so many names. Theo. Uh, <laughs> Yo Theo. <laughs> Anyways. Yo Theo. My question, Yo Theo. I appreciate. Guys. <laughs> Yamanos. Let's see. Okay, so Mike. 
this question to the audience, it's going to be a contest sort of way. And by this is Brock Lesnar has obviously been pinned before, and maybe he has submitted as well. So the question to the audience is, it's a contest pretty much, name as many people who have pinned Brock Lesnar or made him submit. Bonus points if you can name where they were at. Whoever has the most wins imaginary points. It's for nothing. Hmm. Alrighty, guys. If you think you have any answers for that or you just want to take out some random guesses, you can leave comments below on YouTube. You can leave a comment on smartoutmoment.com or you can send a tweet at smartoutmoment with the hashtag AskHim. Next week, Drew is going to tell you all the people. Do you know them all? You didn't think that one heard you, <laughs> Brains? I know. I believe I got them all. I might so be wrong. So if you know the answers, let Drew know. <laughs> we'll see. I have a list in my head. Of, no, no. I have a list of all the people in my head that I believe so. I might be wrong. I think Tony's had similar questions where other people have came up with more. But I believe I have a set number in my head. I use the internet, so I believe I have the right number. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. So... We are going to go along with the hot tags in part two, and we will see you there. So click on that next video if you are on YouTube or if you are on iTunes and Stitcher. You don't have to do a thing. All you got to do is sit back, relax, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We are on part two. It's time for the hot tags of the week. Only four things that I had written down, but who knows? Maybe we'll throw some other ones out there if we run through these pretty quickly. But let's start talking. Alberto El Patron, Alberto Del Rio, or any other names that he's going to go by, no-showed a charity event for autism. And at first, people thought that it was because he was, like, missing, and, uh, you know, maybe something would have happened. Seems like he did it just because he's a dick. <laughs> uh, Peyton, you've been following this more than anybody else. What's the situation with El Rio? Did he literally just kind of, like, not show up and he's just chilling at home? I No, I don't really know too much about this, actually. I, I'm getting updated as anybody else is. All I know is that he was booked for an event on Saturday. He no-showed, which is very unlike him. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who has taken more than a WWE schedule while he's in his independent career. Uh, this guy became the hottest free agent. He's wrestling in, like, every organization there is as one of their top dogs, and it, I've never heard of him missing a day. He's, he's always been there, and he's always done his A-game. And to hear him not being at a show was like really surprising. And I was like, oh gosh, this is going to be another one of those big wrestling tragedies. Like, first he misses the show, then there's reports of nobody being able to get in touch with him for like two or three days. And then I wake up this morning and like I'm looking around and someone's like, oh yeah, Del Rio was just at his house. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, he was nobody like thought to just like go over there and check on him, like knock on the door, like, ah, oh, Del Rio. Did you see the news? Everyone thinks you're dead. He's like, yeah, but I've been cooking eggs. <laughs> Well, it's kind of a shitty thing to do to just no-show any kind of a show, especially if it's like a charity thing. So. I, well, I, I have a feeling there was kind of a miscommunication with that. More than likely, there, his agent just didn't get this booking to him properly or something like that. And he was just chilling all weekend because he thought he had it off. So he probably like turned his cell phone off and was like just kicking back. Um, it, it just all got blown out of proportion like things do. You know what I thought the funniest thing was? Is when I was, I was reading all the people who were trying to create rumors of this, and one of my favorite rumors I saw going around was that Del Rio was kidnapped by El Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, gay news right there? <laughs> yeah, was that a kayfabe news thing, or was that like somebody legitimately thinking that No, that, that, happened? Was, that was like in the comment section of like a bunch of posts I was reading. People were like, he was kidnapped by El Chapo, they're working together, it's some Mexican cartels. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Surprised there's not people blaming on uh, Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> what do you guys think about this Del Rio thing? Well, I actually this, uh, read the event's Twitter, and they don't seem too happy about it. Like, they weren't aggressive about it, but they had a comment along the lines of, well, I hope he does something about this, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> had the triple dot so you know they're not happy. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is a weird situation. Like, um, a lot of people, I know not us, we're not really the biggest fans of Del Rio for the most part. I like him probably more than you three combined, but... Bite your tongue. I love Del Rio. God damn. Yeah, yeah sure. Fuck up, Tony. <laughs> Anyways, this it was a weird situation. I think I would, this was a mixture of what uh, social media does nowadays and just the media in general it has a tendency to blow everything out of proportion. I feel bad for the charity event because this is just like you know they, he said or maybe his agent said he was going to be there and uh, he didn't show up so when more information comes out I think we have a better we can, we can have a better judgment of the whole situation and know exactly what happened but right now it just looked like uh, he just didn't know about it so I don't really blame him for that but and the idea that uh, the charity event wants him to do something I don't blame him for that but uh, I wouldn't uh, cut my chicken where the eggs are hatched or whatever the damn saying goes so don't fucking you say it if we don't know it. <laughs> what phrase is this? I wouldn't count a chicken if the no chicken, eggs are hatched. The eggs hatching. Yeah. Don't catch your chickens before they're hatched. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but don't make eggs if the bacon's still on a Friday. Like, <laughs> 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 I like Tony's better. <laughs> Somehow that kind of makes sense, too. Uh, <laughs> Well, another uh, set of news reports about somebody who's kind of missing, but in a totally different kind of way. Dolph Ziggler is gone from WWE at the moment because he's filming a new movie, 642, which is basically about, like, some guy's got to fight his past demons, and also there's a bomb. Like, uh, you know, it sounds terrible. Uh, he's also signed a WWE contract now, so all the rumors that he was going to be leaving seem to have been put to rest, and Ziggler's not going to be wrestling at Battleground, which means that Rusev most likely isn't either, which is fine. And uh, I'm assuming that this means that we're going to get Rusev versus Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam. And you know what? They've dragged this feud on long enough that they might as well drag it on an extra two weeks or three weeks or whatever and just do it at the bigger one. You guys interested in this movie? You guys like that Ziggler's got a new contract? Are you missing him? What's going on? What's in your minds? Is it WWE films or is this a just normal? It's everyday? WWE films. Don't care. <laughs> That's basically my opinion. It was like, oh, he's filming a movie. Oh, for WWE. Is uh, he doing like, like a dazed and confused type movie? Because that's like the only role I could see him doing. <laughs> like, or like a wet, hot American summer. Uh, it's looking more like he's doing 13 rounds, basically. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Why is it that WWE just like does these like, action films? Why can't it just be a simple comedy film with a guy driving a bus or something like that? <laughs> hey, he'll go to the papers if he has to. <laughs> what if that was like the running gag in all the movies? <laughs> they just have like, with that movie that Dean Ambrose has been filming or whatever, like... They cut to him real quick, and he's like, hey, papers and stuff. And they're like, all right, next scene. That what if, like, with... this is actually all building, like, a universe? Like, you know how there's, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and everyone's yeah. all about having their universe? Well, this is creating the WWE Universe, and it's all going to lead to the big final movie. All about the papers. About the papers. <laughs> it, it would be, uh, that'd be a good thing, but too bad the WWE Universe already exists. 
It'd be like, instead of like, Ernest goes to camp and Ernest goes to jail and stuff, it'd be Ernest goes to the papers. <laughs> it's about Ernest the Cat Miller. Yeah, there you go. So, somebody so- call the papers. <laughs> oh my god, I would actually watch this movie. So, does Dolph Ziggler have a new contract or not? Yeah, he does. Or oh. according to these reports, he does. You just fucking least. said that. Well, yeah, so well, you know, well, originally he did, but then he went on a fucking podcast to say he didn't. So I didn't know which one it was now because he has, cause it kind of has a tendency to fuck with people. Well, he's filming a movie with them, so probably yes. Yeah, current reports Doesn't are saying that he has signed a new contract, but I don't think that there's been any information leaked about like if it's like a year or if it's like a three-year contract or two months or. I would that, assume it'd probably be at least a year, if not like all a couple years. That matters is that he will not get released and I don't lose 100 points in the end. <laughs> so, I'm f- I'm not going to watch it because I haven't, the last WWE films I've watched was Oculus. That surprised me. That was actually a really good movie, but I'm not going to watch this. Dolph Ziggler doesn't strike me as the type of guy who will be a good actor out of everyone, so he's I don't know if I will. on the set and he's going to be reading all of his lines like this and he's like, well, what's my next line? Okay, this is my next line. All right, take three. Let's do this take. Sure. Does Drew get any points if Dolph Ziggler goes to the papers? <laughs> you uh, you no, know, unless he drafts the papers. Which <laughs> he automatically wins the fantasy league. I call dibs on the papers. <laughs> Fuck, dude. No, you can't. Because Dolph Ziggler just won't go into the papers, Tony. If he does, then I Listen, guess I don't have can't, can't draft him until the papers appear on Raw. Hey, I have Rusev on my team now, and he might knock Ziggler out and go to the papers instead. I am I am waiting for the day Dolph Ziggler shows up on Raw with papers in his hands. As soon <laughs> as that happens, I'm just going to just message you guys in whatever group chat, and this is going to go, fuck you, I win. That's all I'm going to say. Another story here. Team Bad is the name for the new stable that is happening with uh, Sasha Banks. Oh, Naomi. I thought that was Drew's fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's fucking shithead losers. Well, Maybe Team Bad stands for Steve Best at Dominating. You guys like this name? Yeah. I remember thinking New Day was bad, but... Uh, See, so, okay. I think it'd be better if they called them, like, Bad Bitches. And then they could still call the bad like that. Bitches I think they I don't know. They could probably call themselves bad bitches. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman says it like every week on Raw, so. I don't remember who brought it up last night on the Raw Post Show, but somebody mentioned uh, that Naomi and Sasha Banks have those glasses and whether or not Tamina is going to. If they're going to be a legit stable, Tamina kind of has to, I think, at this point. No, because Tamina could just stand in the back and be the heavy. Like, she could no, have like different said, sunglasses. They could put, like... Yo, Elvis sunglasses on her, but don't put the shoes glasses on her. Those will look stupid on her. <laughs> no, she has to wear whatever she's wearing right now. She has to the glasses on the yoga. Or what Wago says, a fucking paper bag on her head. Well, shit, this is the best thing that ever happened to Tamina, right? Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> and it's better for Naomi, because probably when this like ends up being a split, Naomi and Sasha Banks will feud more than Tamina. Perhaps. Did you say craps or perhaps? <laughs> said perhaps. Okay, I thought you were like, craps! <laughs> that sucks. Sorry, I don't want to see craps. That. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a gambling mood. I wanted to play craps. <laughs> I thought that was just a different way of just being like, eh, I don't really want to see that. Just, eh, craps. <laughs> <laughs> Last hot tag that I have... <clears throat> oh, man, my voice is calling me today. 
Security guard Troy Rivers is going to sue all of the superstars who were involved in a live event in 2013 at the Savannah Civic Center because he was apparently hit by a chair and doesn't know who hit him, and they haven't reviewed the footage yet, but they're just going to sue everybody. They're like, it could have been Dean Ambrose. I'm hoping it was Big Show with his giant chair, and he's like, who used this one? (laughs) Was it Torito? El Dorito, what are you doing? Like, it was a, I don't know. I think that obviously I don't know the real situation. Like if he did get blasted with a chair and he's got all these problems and stuff, but this just strikes me as somebody who wants a payment. No, it's someone think... who's so happy. I mean, the first off, yeah. this guy's a security guard. He should know the line of work that he's in. You you actually have right. to sign waivers when you go into this type of work. Also, this case happened years ago, and he never fucking said anything. So it speaks even more bullshit of it. You don't know. If anybody has a case, it's that little kid who got hit by the fucking door. Right? (laughs) They hand him some t-shirts and he's like, no, I'm cool. This guy's like, you hit me with a chair, but I don't know who hit me, so you're all at fault. (laughs) At that point, like, wouldn't you sue, like, WWE, not particular people? No, he's suing both. It makes more sense to sue WWE than... No, you, you it makes sense video, to sue you... both because then you can double dip on the money you get. Hmm. I don't Please. know if it's the same as um, promoting an event in the UK, but the actual person that hit him with the chair probably isn't liable to be sued. Uh, WWE, at least most promoters, have an insurance where if such an incident had happened, the insurance pays it all out. No, oh, it doesn't matter. This is going to be settled regardless. Mm-hmm. That's how WWE's lawyers work. Honestly, I wouldn't. If I was them, I wouldn't settle. I'd just fucking let the guy spend all his money trying to sue you and be broke for the rest Listen, of his life. Listen, this, this is him. how this is how corporations in America work. They have millions of dollars set aside in budgets just to handle lawsuits, just to like get through. Shut the fuck up, Drew. <laughs> you made the joke, not me. No, he didn't make a joke. What joke? <laughs> I'm missing the joke here. God damn it, Drew. Alright, so so I think, uh, Tony, that brings us on to our next segment. <laughs> well, see, to me, the thing that strikes me funny about this is the idea that they're suing multiple superstars before they said that they even reviewed the footage. Yeah. If I were in, I mean, I don't know if there's like some kind of a legal thing where that's totally allowed or what. I don't pay attention to that kind of shit because I think it's incredibly boring. But if I were a judge, I'd be like, yo, can you at least like look at the goddamn footage first? Because for all we know, maybe you didn't even get hit by a chair. Maybe like the person next to you hit you with something and you, you know, you should be suing a fan instead or something. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of bullshit that makes me think that this is all just a cash grab and Fuck those people. What should be no video at all? And if there's no video, then I don't know how the hell that guy would have much of a case. Eyewitnesses. Well, here's the thing. I, I think the reason they haven't reviewed the video is because they don't have access to it, and that's why they're pressing the charges, because that gives them access to review the footage and see what happened. That's a good point. Either way, I'm not expecting much to come out of this, but it, you know, it's better to talk about that than it is to talk about, hey, Sonny got arrested again. Like I said, quick settlement. This guy will get his money. Everyone will be happy. It's it's going to be taken care of easily. So anything else happened this week that you guys want to bring up other than Conor McGregor? It's, did Sonny get arrested? Yeah, Sonny got arrested. But well, well uh, Conor McGregor beat Chad Mendes. 
It was that. Yes. He broke a nose. Yes. Alrighty. <laughs> well, those are the hot tags. Everybody leave your comments below. Tell us what you think about these different subjects that we were talking about. And if we forgot about anything, leave them in the comments and we will try to leave you some comments. And we're going to take a break in the rest hole right now. And then we're going to come back and start talking about all of our predictions for Battleground 2015. Now that the hot tags are over with, it's time for us to take care of the rest hole. This is the commercial break section where I fill you in on everything that you need to know this week that's going on in the world of Smarkout Moment or anything else under a mango tree including the outside interference articles. Now, I haven't written any yet this week, but later on, there's going to be an article on e-wrestling news about what the hell's going on with the Divas or uh, Battleground. And, of course, because Battleground is going to be coming up on Sunday night, I'm going to be doing my usual Bleacher Report articles, the biggest highlights and low points of Battleground, as well as the biggest stars of the night. So make sure that you guys check them out, and you can obviously find them on the profiles on those two websites for myself, or you can find links on the Facebook and Twitter accounts for both Tony Mango and Smarkout Moment, or you can find them on the outside interference section of the homepage of SmarkoutMoment.com. Next up is the Smark My Words comment of the week, and that one goes to Eric Badger on his comment that he put up on the Mega Maniacs group. I'm interested on the opinions whether or not you agree with Sasha Banks debuting without the NXT women's title. Comment away. And the reason why I gave this comment of the week is because it actually promoted quite a bit of discussion, and I like it when people do that. I like how, you know, you just kind of pop up, go, what's your opinion about this? And everybody sort of participates in that. Everybody's telling us to smark your words, and there's lots of different ways you could do that. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see a list of that kind of stuff. I'm not going to run them all down all the time, but... Nonetheless, one of them is actually one of the most fun ones, the Mega Maniacs group on Facebook. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, that is facebook.com slash group slash the Mega Maniacs. If you're on Facebook, then you definitely want to make sure that you sign up for that group because that's where we will just goof off throughout the week. And it's also where we tell you some information if we need to, if we're going to do a show at a certain time where we're going to add something different, where we have a poll set up or different things like that. All that stuff goes down there, so make sure you sign up for that group. Also, make sure that you start sending in your mailbag questions because the mailbag for August is going to be coming up pretty soon, a couple of weeks from now. Not too sure exactly when, probably either the week after the review for Battleground or the week after that, but nonetheless, if you want to submit a question to us to get to know us better and pick our brains about anything, it doesn't have to be wrestling related, it could be anything on your mind, fill up our inbox by going to the contact form of the website, just shoot us an email and we will answer anything that you submit to us. If you happen to be going to a wrestling event anytime soon and you want to show your support for Smarkout Moment, then take advantage of the Sign Me Up initiative. All you got to do is bring a sign that says Smarkout Moment to that event, send a picture or video of yourself to me, and I'll give you a little spotlight on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk. Another way that you guys can help support us and make us grow into a bigger and better channel and bigger and better website is on the monetary side of things. There's three different options that you could do this. If you have a little bit of spare change that you want to throw our way, the PayPal donation button at the bottom of smartoutmoment.com, the YouTube fan funding module on the channel, or you can become a patron at patreon.com slash smartoutmoment. If you want to follow some more things that we do, fanboysanonymous.com is your source for all things in geek culture that we're fond of. All the times that we nerd out over movies and video games and comic books and stuff like that, you will find there. 
not only the articles, but also podcasts, and you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.com slash fanboysanonymous. And another podcast where you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube is the All Talk Show. We haven't done one of them in a while, but you never know when we will, because we do them at random, and you will find out when we're going to do them on the Mega Maniacs group, as well as on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Show. Follow the Twitter account, subscribe on all the different avenues if you want to listen to the archived editions, or if you can catch us live, we do them on megapowersradio.com, and you never know exactly what's going to happen, so definitely make sure that you guys tune into those. Lastly, if you are interested in joining the Smartout Moment team as a writer, editor, or anything else that we have available, then you can submit an application using a contact form of the website, and I will get back to you with more information as soon as I possibly can. And that'll do us in for the rest hold for this week. We've got Battleground to start covering, so stay tuned, because the first match is coming up right now. Welcome back from the rest hold. We need to start getting into Battleground 2015. We've got about six matches, I think, that they've announced. No, seven of them, actually. And uh, we're going to start off the way that we always start off these things, the kickoff pre-show match, which is actually being dubbed the Battle for the Crown. R-Truth, good old King What's Up. It's going to face King Bad News Barrett. And they haven't really specified yet if this, like, legitimately is for the King of the Ring. Or no, if that's did. just... Did they say that really is for King of the Ring? Not just, like... Well, that... it's for the crown. I mean, whether it changes the history books, I don't know. But that's whoever what I wins mean. this is officially the, the bearer of the crown. Yeah, because if it's for King of the Ring itself, like, the title ship changes, it's got to be still on King Barrett, right? Anybody want to make a case that R-Truth should be the next King of the Ring? I don't think there's any reason why it would actually change something in the past. It's not like you're wearing a belt or something like that. Like, he still won the tournament. I think, you like, because Wade Barrett won the kingship via the tournament. So that's how he earned his kingship. Mm -hmm. If R-Truth takes that kingship away from him, he becomes the king, but he doesn't win that tournament retrospectively. That That's the way I'm seeing it. Then if they... If they do count it as that kind of thing, do the record books reflect it and say, like, he's an honorary King of the Ring? I think oh, you could make just... a case for that, yeah. I mean, if, if we're talking about things in the past, yeah, I think you could make I... an argument that he is. So I have a question, so how about this? You know how, like, mm-hmm. when some people win Royal Rumble matches, they end up having a face at Battleground or the next pay-per-view, like, they defend their right to be in the main event at WrestleMania? Now, in some cases, Battleground the person in they face... Now, hang on. Now, in some cases, they end up losing that match and losing the right to be in the main event at WrestleMania. So, does that person who won that match to gain the right to be in the main event, is he now the Royal Rumble winner? To be the Royal Rumble winner, you have to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, so, all the, does that all make the history sense books. that R-Truth is not the King of the Ring if he didn't win the King of the Ring tournament? Because, see, that's, well, that's what they did with the Royal Rumble and what they did with Money in the Bank. Because Mr. Kennedy is the one who won Money in the Bank but Edge is the one that cashed it in. So they kind of go back and forth. Like, they'll say, like, Mr. Kennedy, he's a former Mr. Money in the Bank, but they've also said, like, Edge has cashed in Money in the Bank twice and stuff instead of saying he's a two-time Mr. Money in the Bank. So they sort of, like, they try to avoid saying it, and I would assume that that's what they would do here for this, but they're purposely being vague about it, so I'm assuming that this is just like, let's add a tagline to it. It'll make it seem more important. And they'll always just go with whatever's convenient for their story in the future. Yeah. So who do you guys Very think true. is going to win it? Because I still think no matter what, King Barrett should win this. 
Uh, Archer's going to win it. Yeah, I think Archer's going to win it. He's just going to do the silly, dirty Rat King for a couple months. And <laughs> White, White Bear can go back to doing something better for him because he's he's above this. Well, I forgot to introduce him, but joining us on the line, Sean Walker. What's up, Sean? Not a lot, mate. Not Who do you think's lot. winning? Because you, you've got Barrett on your team. Do you think that Barrett's going to start picking up the pace, or do you think that R-Truth's going to kill it? I think R-Truth is going to kill it. I think whatever momentum Barrett had this year has just gone. It's cut. They fucking flushed it down the fucking toilet. Maybe that's why Truth has that plunger. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You read them take the joke. I was going to say nice. Lego, <laughs> what do you think's happening? Ah, microphone. Fuck you. Okay, so I've got Bad News Barrett winning this match, but personally I want R-Truth to, just so it strips him of this King gimmick. So this is an interesting question that I want to pose here as opposed to when we're getting toward the end of this, but so far, now that we've gone through the matches and everything that's happened at SmackDown and everything, there hasn't been a Divas match announced. Do you think that it makes sense to not have a Divas match at this pay-per-view, or are they neglecting that and putting on something like this. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they add like a last minute exhibition, like maybe put um, Becky Lynch and Sasha out there for a match for a singles match, just to like say, Hey, these are the new girls here. Here's what they could do rather than having that big three on three on three showdown that we're getting teased. I think that's going to be our SummerSlam thing. Just get a little exhibition there with those two. I think they could do that. They could possibly also do something along the lines of just having a simple diva segment that takes up time on there because you they didn't really talk so much face to face. I think they could do that for like just a small like ten minute thing on a pay per view. Just have them go out there and just spit some rhymes or something. I don't know. Sasha Banks is uh, related to Snoop Dogg. She could come up with something. Personally, if I was going to do it, I'd just have a divas battle royal for the title, and I'd have Nikki Bella come out on top and tease whichever diva you want to have the championship next as the runner-up. Would you have anyone else in the match other than the nine that they had in the ring on Monday? You could throw in a person to make it an even ten, but it's not a necessity. It'd probably be Natalia, wouldn't it? She's the go-to gal. No, she was, not even her. might even be, just be home. I mean, yeah, Tyson yeah, Kidd's like... Well, I don't know. There isn't a missing report for her, is she? Is there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's at Del Rio's. <laughs> Hmm. So, R-Truth and King Barrett, that's our pre-show. That's going to start off the night with that, and hopefully that'll be good and uh, kind of pick up the pace and everything will keep getting better instead of being like something that sucks and then everything tanks after that or whatever. But um, this should be the end of this feud at the very least, especially <laughs> since it's Battle for the Crown. And uh, where would you guys like to see them go on from here? It really just depends on what they want to do with the mid-card belts for, I don't know, SummerSlam. Because really, there's not really much you could put Barrett and R-Truth in. I mean, R-Truth would probably end up just doing a f- just comedy gags on Ralph in the next few weeks. If anything, he would just be end up beating a pre-show match at uh, Survivor Series. They're, they're going to put him like a throwaway match against someone who's just like, hey, you're not a real king, so fuck you. So, honestly, right now these guys after after Sunday they're both are going to be in a terrible spot I don't know what Wade Bear's going to be doing either I think he might just be uh, he might have to just be on the uh, pending list and just wait to be given instruction I don't know where he could go from here he's in a terrible spot though 
absolutely terrible. They ruined this King of the Ring thing. If they weren't going to do anything with it, then why the fuck did you have the tournament? And I know the only reason why they did was just so that they could put something on the network to get people to want to uh, do the free month. Other than that, it has been completely useless, and it might have been more of a detrimental to his character than anything, because they got rid of the bad news thing, just for the king thing, and they ended up fucking giving it the R-truth out of all the people. Anybody um, have any faith that King Barrett's got something in the works for SummerSlam? Personally, if I was him, WWE, i transition him into the Intercontinental title picture, maybe use um, the next month or so uh, to build him up and give him another feud, of, uh, who is an R-truth. From there, you can build someone for Ryback after SummerSlam. As far as R-Truth goes, I suppose the only thing you really could do is a feud with somebody like a Bo Dallas if you want just a pre-show feud. Uh, They've got something built in there already with him ending uh, Bo's streak, so I'm all for it. Both guys are really good at comedy. So I'll pitch a suggestion here. What do you guys think about this? Cesaro versus King Barrett going forward. Nah. No. Cesaro's too good for Barrett at this point. Yeah, Barrett's been dropped down to a comedy level. Cesaro just had match of the night three weeks in a row. That would be... Too that, much that, would be that would be Sandowing him. I'm going to make that a term. Mm, poor he Sandow. Would be, he would be Sandowed. It's pretty bad that that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks for Sandow. Any other opinions you guys want to throw out here about this before we move on? Alrighty. Well, we've got Sheamus versus Randy Orton next. Yay. And then we're going to move on with everything else, so stay tuned. Randy Orton is going to face Sheamus at Battleground. Yay. Yay. I've already decided, and I know this is a bad thing for me to do for somebody who's going to be doing coverage and stuff, but I'm barely going to pay attention to this. Because even if I tried to, I probably still wouldn't be able to. And I really have no interest in this whatsoever. Like, that is a phrase that we throw around a lot, but I literally do not care. They could get rid of this and put a blank screen on and just say technical difficulties, and it won't judge my... uh, It won't skew my opinion of the pay-per-view at all. That's how badly I care about this. (laughs) It might be a little too harsh, or... No, you're... Perfectly right. Let's take a look at how many times we've already seen this match on Raw and how little we cared then. And you add in the fact that Randy Orton is just stale as hell, and I feel like we've been saying that almost every year because he gets in an interesting storyline where he has a turn, and then they don't know what to do with him. They have, they just have no direction for the guy. And in fair play to them with Sheamus, they've been booking him well. It's just when you give him um, give him an opponent like Randy Orton, why do we care? So okay. I think this is, well, I, I I have to come to the defense of this one for just just a hair, not not too much. I I can't say too much in favor of it, but just a hair I, on the chin. I, I I will say that storyline wise, I don't give a shit. Like there there's no heat between these guys. I I don't see it at all. This this has got to be some kind of one month filler before they decide what they're doing with these guys for SummerSlam. <clears throat> but um, what I am looking forward to. This, this might be a decent match. You know, these are two of the better workers they have in the company right now. Randy Orton is constantly praised as one of the best that we've had in the last decade. And I think Sheamus is a lot better than people tend to give him credit for. Um, you know, people have been talking about the matches Cesaro has been having the last few weeks on Raw. I think Sheamus has been having a few decent matches himself. 
So I, I think this will be a, a fine match between two professionals in there. And yeah, I might tune out a little bit too, but I, I think we'll see a few cool moves. And I think they might have something up their sleeve that we might not be expecting. Yeah, I'm in favor of this match. I know we've seen it a lot over the years, but they put, put out a solid uh, outing every time that they get in the ring together. And whereas it might not be interesting because there's not much behind it heat-wise, like uh, Payton said, but it should be entertaining for what it is. There's no other way to say it. I know Orton doesn't have much of a character, but and they don't know what to do with him. But to be fair, what would you do with him? His character is that he is very monotone. He gets crazy sometimes, but not really. So... I don't know. What would you do with a character like Gordon? Like, what substance? They need to do something with his character. You know what they should be... do? They should have him put over the younger guys because at this point, he's got no benefits to the company's as drawing power as far as I'm concerned. Randy Orton Randy Orton has reached his heights. He's never going to... Well, like a, maybe that's that, what he's doing right now. Maybe he's putting over Sheamus, the younger talent, the money in the bank holder, because no. he needs to get some solid victories while he's holding that money in the bank I'm briefcase. I'm fine with that as long as they give them no longer than 10 minutes. To be fair, I think Sheamus might be older than Randy Orton. I'm not quite sure about that, but Sheamus is in, in his mid-30s as well as Orton. i tell you what I'd like to see from Orton. Him being the victim. And not just like, oh, he's Good. such a badass that... 10 people were able to jump him and, you know, the authority did something like that. I want to see somebody say, you used to be the legend killer. I'm going to kill the legend killer and completely take you out and kind of make it to where you have to like root for Randy Orton again. I think there was a lot of appeal to actually Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton for partially that reason. Cause it would have said we would have put Randy Orton in an environment that we don't really see him in very often. Um, but that's kind of gone now. So, that would be one of the only matches left for Randy Orton on the card right now that I actually would be interested in seeing. Oh, no. There are so many people I'd love to see Orton face off. You want to know why? N, X, T. And I think you could build, whenever those guys come up, I think he could easily slide in that role of putting He never really has had over. a meeting, meaningful program with like a Cesaro even. Um, but then you got like your Kevin Owens, your Finn Balor's, your Sami Zayn's, all those guys coming up. Yeah. And again, Randy Orton is a master technician. He, he could have kick-ass matches with all these guys. I think what we're seeing is an issue with the three hours of television because Randy Orton has essentially wrestled everybody on the fucking roster because they need to do something with him on Raw. I mean, I've seen him wrestle Cesaro, and whilst a feud would be awesome, I've seen him wrestle him God knows how many times. He's, uh, he's wrestled Cesaro? He's wrestled Cesaro. He's done it a bunch of times on Roy's, done it a bunch of times on SmackDown. In fact, they're really good matches, and that's no surprise. But they uh, haven't had an actual, like, feud. Yeah, I know, but I, what I'm saying is because of all these three-hour Roy, um, Raw's, we've had, seen him wrestle everyone, that it kind of takes some of the intrigue away from potential feuds. I don't even know if it's that. I think it's because he's been around for, like, ten fucking years. Mm-hmm. And he's somebody who wrestles a lot. I mean, he didn't really show up all that much for this feud, which is maybe one of the reasons why it sucks, but maybe one of the reasons why it's not worse. Because if they would have beat this down even more, I probably would hate it even more. But, like, I don't know. Randy Wharton, to me, is somebody who, if he works with somebody who he has a good style with, it can be a great match. And if he works in a way where he's in charge and the other person is kind of like a sluggish guy or whatever like that, those are boring as shit. Like, 
I mean, Randy Orton, the big joke has always been about like the headlocks and stuff. And I know that that's like part of the mentality is, well, you know, you're not really supposed to be doing flashy moves because you're a heel. Yeah, but you know what? You're also not supposed to be boring no matter what. And I can't stand when that happens. And Sheamus is somebody too. I mean, everybody mentions the Extreme Rules match that I can't remember liking. <laughs> I can't remember either me. Yeah, and oh, I can't think of a single match with Sheamus that I've ever really liked. Not okay. even like, not even like a 10 back, out of 10 or anything. You need but to I go mean... back and watch Sheamus versus The Big Show because they had a fucking classic, oh, yeah. Yeah, especially for big men. When was that? Hell in a Cell, Survivor Series, and TLC there's, in 2000. There's one specific one where Big Show won, which was fucking awesome. That was the one I could, Hell in a Cell. I could tell you the only match that I liked with Sheamus was the WrestleMania, and that's only because it lasted 18 seconds. Right. Like, I kind of liked that more than a lot of other people did, and at the same time, that was mostly because it was just like, all right, yeah, it's out of the way. Because I you didn't know, really love Daniel Bryan at that point either. Here's and, the thing. I will. When it ahead. comes to Sheamus, here's the thing. He just had a very good match with Roman Reigns a few weeks ago on Raw. Yeah, but see, I haven't been paying attention to them because I'm so bored. You need to fucking pay attention to them then, Sheamus. Yeah, see, Tony, we've figured out. The problem is that you're automatically tuning out when Sheamus is on there, so you have a bias. It's not a problem of Sheamus' matches. He's having good matches, but you're turning away, so you don't have a proper opinion about it. Go back and watch some more Sheamus matches. I'm turning away because he spent years sucking. Like, that's what formed my but he, bias. No, he didn't suck then either. You weren't paying attention then either because I'm trying to tell you he had all these good matches years ago and you're like, oh, I don't remember him because you weren't watching him. Because I didn't like him. <laughs> like, if I've never liked anything that Sheamus has really done since he came into the company, you know, anybody can change their opinion. I mean, I used to not like Daniel Bryan and then I did. Do you want to know why I've read a lot? Do you know what I've been? I'll try that I again. I want to know what the sentence is first. Yeah. There's a reason why people are disinterested with Sheamus, and it's because they pushed him too hard from the get-go. There was nowhere for him to go because he was fucking WWE champion as soon as he came into the company. Following that, there's only one place you can go, and that's down. So we've already seen him reach the pinnacle. What? There's no journey to go on with Sheamus. He's done. Well, I think one of the other reasons why I'm not a big fan of him and why I don't have any faith in this match is... Racist against Irish people. Well, there's that, but <laughs> I don't like his style. Like, I don't mind brawlers and stuff like that, and if they're a really good brawler, they can be really, really entertaining, but there's something about Sheamus that just, like, I don't know, like, it doesn't mesh well. Like, he, he's he got a wide variety of moves that he can do, which is good, Yes, but I don't find them entertaining to watch. And like, oh, dude, dude, he's the only guy to do a razor's edge in like well, he hasn't twenty done years. That. He hasn't done that in like twenty years too. No, that's not his fault, but he at least tried no. it, and it looked awesome when he did it. I did like that move better than all the moves that he's got, except for the bro kick. Like the bro kick's a good finisher. I'm down for that. I like the Irish curse when he did it early on. I never like put that. a lot more veracity into it when he did it. The Texas Cloverleaf wasn't that good. It's still neat for him to have a submission he could bust out, though. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was one of his top moves. I mean, that's one of the things that I definitely make a defense of him. He's He has a very wide variety of moves that he could bust out any time, which I think more people need to take advantage of that rather than having the same old one or two moves at most. Uh, something else I think is really great about him that I don't think people give enough credit for is he's actually really good at selling. If you watch his matches, he's way better at selling than the majority of the guys that are out there. But here's Especially the thing. for a big guy. You punch him and he bruises like a fucking banana, so it's very... Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's cool. the best thing. <laughs> that's awesome. It's, it's a unique thing about him. Like, every time that John actually can stand to watch Raw, 
she'll look at Seamus and go, holy shit, look at his back. And that's awesome. If a casual fan sees that and it's something they can grab onto or gravitate to, that's great for his character. What do you guys think this is factoring in when it comes to Money in the Bank? Is this like a good thing for the Money in the Bank for this to be the feud? Or is this such a filler thing that it's hurting Money in the Bank? I don't think it, one not, has anything to do with the other. It's just killing time for everything involved because you're not going to have Seamus cash in Money in the Bank in the first month. You're, you're going to want to let that linger for a little bit because you already got so much going on with the world title picture. Um, it's it's just killing time for all those people because they don't know what to do with Randy Orton. They don't really know what to do with Seamus and you can't do anything with Money in the Bank yet. Randy Orton is still one of the top guys in the companies. So if anything, he's in a high-profile feud. Not really high-profile, but he's in a feud with a multi- at least a 10-time world champion, and he's a Money in the Bank briefcase holder. Former so. face of the company. Exactly. So, if anything, it doesn't hurt the Money in the Bank at all. Like, it, not not every time. This It could be worse. He could be jobbing out every week and losing yeah, every it's week. Like he's, out he's, there, he's not out there jobbing a Jack Swagger or anything. That would be horrendous. No, but I mean, at the same time, I keep forgetting that he has Money in the Bank. Again, because you just tune him out with your own bots. <laughs> And that's also a good thing because when it happens, you'll forget about it, and it'll be a surprise. Oh, I'm gonna super pissed. Yeah, he's gonna be. He isn't one of those guys who's cutting that same promo every week. We're like, when am I gonna cash it in? Oh, that tonight. That's annoying as hell. I can't stand it. He's definitely cashing in on the mic, by the way. At Battleground, Battleground, you think? Yeah, later on, I'll come to it. The difference between Shane. It was in Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins was in every single segment last year and the beginning of this year when he had the Money in the Bank briefcase. Fuck my life. Money in the Bank <laughs> Wait, the Money in the Bank briefcase? <laughs> I love I that w- guy. Remember when he fucking teamed with Hulk Hogan? If, <laughs> if Seamus carried around a Money in the Bank briefcase, I think I'd be paying more attention. I'd be like, what? he's got a briefcase? Can you please let me finish this? No, I'm going to make more beefcakes. What? <laughs> But, like, no, Seth was in every segment last year, so it was very hard to forget about him because he was always there. You knew he was a Money in the Bank holder. Sheamus doesn't need to be, and I like the idea that it'll be more of a surprise. He might lose it, and most likely he will, but he still has the briefcase. Fuck my life. Briefcase. What does he want to say, Drew? Go ahead. Money in the bank. No? Briefcase. <laughs> Somebody please send us in a Photoshop of a beefcase. <laughs> Put that in the Mega Maniacs or email it or something. I don't know. Uh, let's go around here, though. Who do you think is winning this? I am thinking that this is just going to be a Seamus win, but... Uh... What do you guys think, Peyton? Yeah, it's got to be a Seamus win. If it's anything else, it's a mistake. I mean, maybe if they're doing like what Sean says, if they're going to have him cash in and they want to do that thing where he loses first and they have him win later, like they do all the damn time with the money in the bank, <laughs> that's fine. But like, He's hey, reading the Sha- script backstage. Oh, I lose first. Seamus <laughs> <laughs> she- should win this, absolutely. Way go, who's winning? I'm actually with Sean. I think he's going to cash in at the event, or at least I think there's a strong possibility. And because of that, Randy Orton wins. Wago? Or I just went with you? <laughs> Sean? Well, what was I was that... saying, I think Randy Orton's <laughs> going to win because... 
<laughs> Sean, is I, he losing and then cashing in, or is he? I, I, I'm going to go with Seamus to win. So he wins and then he cashes in. He cashes in and then because he makes it a triple threat match, he gets curb stomped and he loses, and that's how Seth Rollins gains his title. Yeah, Just Seth say- Rollins is going to use that move that's banned. Yeah, suddenly I'm not believing in Sean's theory as much. <laughs> <laughs> is it Sean's theory? What did you expect? Drew, Orton, or Sheamus? I'm going to go with Sheamus. I'm not 100% on that, and it might be more along the lines of 60%, but I'm going to go with Sheamus on this one. It would not surprise me if uh, Orton wins, though. So what do you guys think? Orton, Sheamus, are you excited? Are you not? Is this going to have any factor in with Money in the Bank? Leave those comments below. Tell us what a beef case is. And we will come back in part six with the Intercontinental Championship triple threat match. Ryback, Miz, and Big Show. Ryback defends the Intercontinental Championship against the Miz and the Big Show in a triple threat match. And uh, I'm hoping that this is going to be Ryback winning here. Anybody hope that we're going to get a title change? I don't hope, but I think Big Show's going to win the title. And what makes you think Big Show? Because he won the Andre <laughs> Giant Memorial what... Battle Royal. Yeah, that's his deal. Yeah, great logic there, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just think the Big Show needs one more title run before he retires. I think he he's doesn't need anything close to retiring. Oh, I don't know. I though he does not need anything. He could have retired this year, and he would have been. And find he submits himself as a Hall of Famer. He doesn't need another title. It's like John Cena at this point. He doesn't need another title. Orton doesn't need another title. He doesn't need one. Cena needs two. He needs to beat Flair. Three ain't enough, man. He needs five. Do you think? Do you think he'll get two more to beat Flair? I think he's so. better. Uh, Definitely Flair. I guess I maybe Cena needs one, but uh, Big Show. Listen, Big Show has guns, so he doesn't need anything else. That joke's been done to death. Anyway, um, as far as who I think's got this, I think it's The Miz. I think they've been building his role perfectly, that he's the weasel, and I think he'll capitalize. He'll drop the belt again at SummerSlam, but for now, I think he takes it. Who do you think he drops it to at SummerSlam? The Ryback. Just right back to Ryback? Yep. Right back to right back. Right back to right back. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to uh, take the beefcakes and smash him <laughs> up. <laughs> well, this is a triple threat, so does that mean that Seth Rollins is going to do a curb stop? There's a good chance. <laughs> Faden, who are you going with on this one? I still think Miz is probably going to do the sneak off victory. So two for Miz, one for Big Show, one for Ryback on me. Drew? Well, this... When I predicted it back at Elimination Chamber, the big guy was going to win. Call me crazy. He called me, it would never happen. He just wanted the big gold belt. And I was like, that ain't going to happen if he ain't the Intercontinental Champion, that's for damn sure. So, he's winning this match. So, I mean, Wago talked about Miz just facing Ryback again. But... If Big Show wins or if Ryback wins, what do you guys think they could do at SummerSlam? I can't think of a single match that this guy can have that really stands out to me as, like, SummerSlam-worthy. Except maybe if they just changed, like, so many feuds around that maybe he fought Sheamus. 
you have way too much faith that they're going to do something different. I wouldn't be surprised if we get two triple threat matches back to back. They'll probably suck. just chuck an extra dude in and make it a fatal four way. Like at Ambrose or something. Cause isn't Ambrose off this card as well? Yeah, for some reason, he's not being booked at all. Which kind of makes me think that he's going to come into play a little bit later on, but. I don't know. I mean, we've got a couple of people that aren't doing anything. Neville's not doing anything. Well, he's got Stardust. Never mind. Well, if they do the Stephen Amell thing, then Stardust can't be a part of that. Hmm. Yes. Well, I mean, that's where one of the Neville's is. Still got 76 other ones that are free. That is quite a bit of people. So this becomes from a triple threat to a 79 person match? Wow. I think the 80 person match would be better. That's so indie. <laughs> 79 people, and still uh, Neville ends up not winning. <laughs> He's like, God damn it, my fucking odds were impossible. <laughs> Chris Jericho still wins. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think that there's really anything that they're broadcasting right now that points to a SummerSlam thing. Am I missing something? Anybody have any ideas? If Ryback loses, then he gets a rematch. Right. And if Miz gets a sneak up win, then Big Show could just be like, you really didn't beat me. Ryback will be like, you, you beat me, but I get a rematch. Triple threat again. Is fucking John Cena on commentary right now? <laughs> Maybe. Early JBL is. Maybe it's Daniel Bryan makes a surprise comeback at SummerSlam. There you go. This is the worst predictions ever. <laughs> yeah, this one might be. Actually. A surprise comeback and he versus Ryback for the IC belt. You, you say you don't care about the uh, Sheamus and Randy Orton match, but we got more out of that than this. Yeah, it's because it's like passionately disliking. And this is just kind of like, well, you know what? They should have done this last month. I don't even know about that. I, I just don't know if I'm looking forward to this match. Yeah, I like Ryback. Yeah, I like The Miz. Yeah, I don't really lo- like the big show. I, I don't know if I'm going to look forward to this match once it actually happens. And I don't know if I like the outcome of The Miz or the big show show winnings, but that's just mainly because I don't want the big guy to win at this point, so... The issue that I, you have here is that you, Big Show versus Ryback, there's no appeal to it anymore, because we've seen him hit the shell shock. That was the entire appeal to Ryback versus um, the Big Show. So at this point, you either make it the Mizzle Ryback, or you just redo the match, unless you've got a fresh opponent for him altogether. But who would that opponent be at this point? Bray Wyatt. Oh, again? Yep. Did Bray win the title? Nope. Roman Reigns Roman Reigns is wrestling Bray White at SummerSlam, I can guarantee you that. Yeah, that's definitely happening. Or something else that I'll mention a little bit later. But uh, So we got a couple people for a couple different things, and that'll be interesting. And I'm expecting this match to be more interesting than the Sheamus one at the very least, and I'm kind of worried that they're going to take away too much time from this and add it to the Sheamus one and make it, like, an extra five minutes of boring. <laughs> so, It'll be good, Tony. Hmm? It'll be a good match, so you know. What, the Sheamus one? Yeah. Well, if it's a good match, hopefully I'll be able to stay attentive enough to watch it. <laughs> and if it's it a bad be, one... It won't matter. <laughs> what do you mean? Let's just... Uh, unless James is doing a shooting star 
press off the top ropes. I don't expect you to pay attention to it. I'll give it a shot. You know, I'll give it a cane. But yeah, if Sheamus did a shooting star press, Tony be like, yeah, that was pretty good shoulder block. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd be like, oh wait, he did it. You know, because I'm not paying attention. <laughs> Anyway, that's it for Intercontinental title match. Next match we're going to talk about is the United States title, John Cena versus Kevin Owens. So leave those comments below. Click on the next video if you're on YouTube, iTunes, or Stitcher. Just wait. The rubber match between Kevin Owens and John Cena is going to take place, and this time it is for the United States Championship. Kevin Owens has dropped the NXT title, so any of the kind of opinions that say he can't hold both belts, out the window, he is totally eligible to win the U.S. title, but that doesn't mean he will. John Cena's been doing great with this, and the U.S. Open Challenge is one of the like the best things about Monday Night Raw, so maybe it's going to stay. I don't know. This is kind of tough, and I don't really know even what I want, because I would love to see Kevin Owens win the title, but I do like John Cena holding it. And I think this more so comes down to how they book the end of this is going to mean more than what happens. Like... I'm starting to think right now this is going to end in a DQ, and we're going to get another match at SummerSlam. Uh, I, I personally believe that they should have slotted Cesaro and make this a triple threat match. To me, it makes more sense for Cesaro to take the fall and for uh, Kevin Owens to pick up the title. So it makes sense for those to, uh, for I don't know, Kevin Owens and John Cena to have the fourth match at SummerSlam because of that, other than a disqualification out of nowhere. I think that's dumb. It made more sense to add Cesaro in there. And it looked like they were going to for a while, but fuck me, right? Right? Right. Anybody have any ideas of like how they can do, or if you think they're not going to do a uh, fourth match, what's going to happen? I I want to see a fourth match. I want to see a, five, a fifth and a sixth match, too. I think this feud can continue for the rest of the year, and especially since they brought in uh, Cesaro and other guys. I'm all for it. As far as who wins this match, shit. Like, I've got no faith in either guy, which is what, exactly the reason I want to see it. It's very rare that we get a match where it's a toss-up who's going to win. I like the well, idea, you know, if they're facing each other throughout the entire of the year, they could swap the title back and forth, and it'll be fine. The, the title won't lose prestige because of that. It's two top guys fighting over the belt. It's good. I just think this is just going to spoil the other two matches that they had in all honest opinion. Which is a shame, because I like these two guys. I just don't want to spoil it, seeing it every other month, you know? Are you kind of like past the feud in general, or do you think that it's just going to be like, well, we've already seen everything that they can do? I think we've seen everything they can do at this point. Oh, no. No, no, no. This could easily add dimensions to Cena's character if they go towards a route where he'll do anything he wants to win. He's not going to. But they easily can add stuff to make this more more meaningful. But I can tell you now, if this ends in a DQ, we're definitely going to cage match at SummerSlam. Why cage? Because they always end feuds in a fucking cage. See, I would think if this ends at a DQ, and this is actually kind of how I expect this to happen, Owens will get disqualified for doing something where he's like, I don't know, like 
bats the referee away or something like that or refuses to answer a five count or something. And then they brawl afterward and it becomes a street fight or a whatever, you know, Brooklyn brawl or whatever they want to fucking call it. There's an easy, there's an easy finish if you want to uh, make this feud last longer, and it's that power bomb on the apron spot that I talked about last time. If you want him just to take him out that way, you can give him the ice, um, the U.S. title, or you can have it a count out. Either or, this is an easy way to drag this feud out. So, I think they should use it. It's been established as a move that fucks people up. So why not? Hayden, you've been very quiet about this. What's uh, going on in your head? John Cena! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I read you did that. Yeah, the, I don't know where they're going with this. I, I'm actually shocked to stretch this out this far. Um, I'm just going to sit back and watch, honestly. I'm, I'm not going to try to take too many guessing games in this, because this is one of the more interesting things they've done in a while. Um, I, I am interested in seeing how they could rehab Kevin Owens because he has fallen off a bit and I do think they need to reassert some of his dominance and they definitely need to do that with this match. So let, let's see if they could do that. I think the worst thing that could happen here is John Cena just wins. This, yeah. If this is just another lol Cena wins, Kevin Owens is beyond fucked. And really, what would be the point to do that? Like he just dropped the NXT title. And I know that they obviously one of the reasons why they did that is because he's a main roster guy now. But they've got this weird mentality, man. Every time that they do this, where it's just kind of like, well, he's won a, a little bit, so let's fuck him over multiple times. And you don't do that with somebody like a Kevin Owens, especially because of just like how well this is going. Like, there's been no, you know, we got to struggle and we got to just. If you get through these couple of weeks, I'm sure you guys will buy into it kind of a thing like a lot of other people. This has just been like every week Kevin Owens is going out there with John Cena doing something cool. Or by himself doing something cool. So, if they fuck it up, it's on WWE. It's not on Owens and it's not on Cena and it's not on Mm -hmm. Balor and it's not on Cesaro or Rusev or Neville or any of the other people that have been involved in this. It's on fucking creative. Well, no, you know what else on them they can't do? They can't go out there and have the same match. Because mm-hmm. their last two matches were very, very similar. And that that's fine for two. But if you're going for three, you got to do something unique here. How do you think they could do that? Just like in general? Or do you think that there's a different way to plan the match? Well, they probably should have had a gimmick attached to it. I mean, you, you have your stip with the U.S. title. That's fine. Um more than likely, they're probably just going to have some kind of schmas that leads them to have, like Sean was saying, a cage. I mean, that's the old school way of ending a feud. I mean, he, he knocks it off like it's something stupid, but that's the way scores were settled. You brought it to the cage. Hmm. So, I'm saying I think this is going to go down. Kevin Owens wins either by countout and doesn't win the title, or he loses by disqualification. And, uh, Sean, what are you going with? Uh, I'm going to go with a John Cena win due to Kevin Owens' disqualification. Drew? This this is actually really tough, but I believe that Kevin Owens will win the title. Tough. Tough prediction. It's tough. 
Wake up. And then after, and but I want to say one more thing really quickly. And then as soon as he wins the title, I'm going to be really frustrated that I fell asleep. Oh, yeah, because that's the menacing thing. So I guess you could say he's a sleeper pick? Shut the fuck up, you fucking loser. I hate you. Fuck you. I thought you were going to say, I guess you could say briefcase. <laughs> Did I go around to everybody? I think I did. Or no, Peyton, you didn't... Did you say? I said, John Cena! (laughs) (laughs) I said I I don't know. Yeah, I'm more on the I don't know fence more than anything. I'm I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this one. A double KO. There you go. There's going to be two of Kevin Owens's? Yep. What if someone just came out and laid both of them out? Like who? Baron Corbin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him to try to pull some bullshit like this. <laughs> he just comes out, lays them both out, and then does that stupid ass smile. <laughs> His music is terrible. It's like a that's dying so cat. That's what I say. Was that a cat being raped? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I was going to go with cat being fisted, but. Oh, that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't that his old gimmick? <laughs> Isn't he the cat? That's gonna be the Ernest the Cat Miller movie. <laughs> oh god. Alrighty. Well that's part seven, guys. Leave those comments below and uh tell us also what you think that they should do when it comes to SummerSlam. If you don't want to see a, another match between these four uh these four. Uh fourth match between these two then who should John Cena face and who should Kevin Owens face? And if it's Baron Corbin, then God damn it. But part eight is coming up. Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns. Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns is going to be one of the biggest matches of the night. I'm sure they're probably going to give that the upper mid card sort of spot, which is why it's part eight instead of coming up earlier on the night. But then again, hell they've thrown uh, elimination chamber matches at the very beginning. They've put money in the bank at the beginning. So fuck if I know, right? So Bray Wyatt is somebody who I think has been really steering this feud. And because of that, I'm assuming that this is going to just, you know, reoccur when it comes to SummerSlam, but with a gimmick attached, which kind of makes me think that this could go either way. And the standard operating procedure, if Bray Wyatt wins, then Roman Reigns is looking for blood. If Roman Reigns wins, then Bray Wyatt's not done with him. I kind of don't want to see another match between these two already. I I don't dislike the feud, but I think that they've kind of already done everything that they need to do, and they're sort of stretching it out now. I don't know what would happen for another four weeks or so to build up to SummerSlam to really get me invested in it. Do you guys feel the same way, or are you guys totally on board with it? I know. We never did find out who was that fake Ray Wyatt that was there a couple weeks ago. Perhaps we find out who it is at Battleground. Who was in the match? I don't remember. I think it was Roman Reigns and, uh, I don't know. Talk about when... Mm. Hmm. Because the other thing that I'm thinking is maybe Dean Ambrose has been kept off this card because he's interfering. That's exactly the person I was going towards. Bray Wyatt begins his, uh, his legion of followers again with Dean Ambrose coming out. There were all those reports that they wanted to turn one of these people heel. Or 
Or first he has Harper and Rowan show up again at Battleground. So like uh, Reigns has to recruit Ambrose in to like help him fight against those guys. But then Ambrose turns on him and joins them at some point, And then that's the match for SummerSlam. Well, they can't do that because Rowan's injured. But they could so, have, they could have he, Harper. He, he could just stand there. Like He doesn't have to. like He, he just stands there in his fucking jumpsuit. Well, he wouldn't be able to wrestle at SummerSlam, probably. He doesn't have to. I'm saying Dean Ambrose wrestles Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about doing a tag thing. No, 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 no. Hmm. No, like, like he has Harper and Rowan appear at Battleground, and, like, they're beating him down there. They beat him down the next night on Raw, and Roman's like, shit, I really need help. Dean, you gotta help me. And then, like, they come face-to-face the next night on Raw, but then Dean Ambrose turns his back and ends up joining the Wyatt family. I'm really starting to get suspicious that Dean Ambrose isn't on this because of that reason. I can't think of any other reason why other than, like, just gross negligence. Oh, you need a reason? Do you remember last year when he didn't do fucking anything? Well, no, they were, like, legitimately setting him up for a match with Kane, though. It seemed like it. Like, the very, very beginning of the feud, and then they just dropped it. I mean, I, now they've you, even you notice, Kane I think off. Kane just, like, got over it during his Hawaii vacation. Like, <laughs> it, it was just a big stress reliever, and he's like, ah, oh, he called up Dean, like, Dean... You know, the beauty of this volcano really has got me thinking, we, we should settle our differences. And Ambrose was like, that's cool, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, Dean, do you know what a puppy sounds like when it flies into a volcano? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I do. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, because I just found out. Oh, you should have asked me. We could have, like... Oh, know. dude, did, you should have did it on Periscope. <laughs> do you want to, like, grab a beer together now that we're, like, best buds? <laughs> Oddly enough. With their personalities, I could see them being friends. Well, K-Fed personalities. Oh, they would be like a great new, like, Team Hell No kind of group. Just like... like the two of them palling around. Destroying random shit. <laughs> yeah, definitely, like... Pyromaniacs. You could, you could do some funny segments where, like, Kane's or the fucked up de- demonic one, but Dean keeps doing shit, and he's like, Whoa, the fuck? <laughs> That would be kind of cool. Like, just have backstage, like, they're hanging out and they're kind of like those uh, delinquent kind of kids that vandalize things for no reason. (laughs) And not, like, DX vandalizing. Like, I mean, like, silly stupid. Like, I don't know. They're walking by and Ambrose is like, hey, Kane, watch me push over this cart. (laughs) See it? Uh, Look at that. (laughs) The cart's all (laughs) on the ground now. (laughs) Is it bad? Hold on. That's way too far. What is what bad? Is it is it bad that at one point Kane was the big red monster and the devil's favorite demon, and now we're talking about him pushing over carts because he thinks it's funny? No, oh, he's not pushing over the carts. Dean Ambrose says <laughs> because Kane's too tame to do that. <laughs> oh my god, he's too tame for it at this point. I'm not complaining about it. I think it's gold, but fuck me. <laughs> oh, you mean a character had evolution? Oh, that's so bad. Well, see, then I they could bring in Daniel Bryan because he's like, you know, Mr. Misbehavior, and he could do shit like, he could change like a, a nine backstage to a six by flipping it around. <laughs> They'd be like, guys, look, look what I did. They'd be like, oh, Daniel. <laughs> I like this. You know what? Fuck it, they should do this. It, they should fucking do this. They might have to pay Daniel show up. Fuck me, they should do that. All I'm gonna say is, it worked very well for Daniel Bryan. Exactly. <laughs> but now, so, if we go with Dean Ambrose working with Bray Wyatt, do we have him do it because he's been brainwashed, or do we have him do it because he's got some kind of an issue with Roman Reigns? 
I'd rather go the brainwashing route. I mean, it would kind of be both. He would be brainwashed into thinking he has a problem with Roman Reigns. Like, maybe Dean Ambrose just feels, like, upset because, like, he's kind of been the forgotten brother of the Shield. You know, Seth Rollins has been the chosen one of the authority. Roman Reigns, in the WWE view, has been the chosen one of the people. Um, so Dean Ambrose just kind of forgotten, forgotten behind. And it, it, face it, this year, his main role has been Roman Reigns' friend. Anyone That's what but he was kind you, of relegated to. Anyone but you, Roman. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So Bray Wyatt has gotten his chosen one. Dean's finally like, finally, I could be a chosen one of something. Well, as far as uh, who's going to win the match, I mean, if we do have Dean Ambrose involved, I'm pretty sure that kind of makes everybody think the same kind of thing's happening. But I would have to go with Bray Wyatt's winning this. I don't know about you guys. Let's go around here. Sean, what do you think? I think this is going to be an act but I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt to win. It's going to be a, a what? An utter Ab- bore. An utter bore. I thought you were saying an mm-hmm. absolute something. Or I don't know. No, an uh, utter bore. And you know why? We all know why. Because Roman Reigns has got three moves. No, you wonder why? It's because he's working with fucking Bray Wyatt. That's probably why. Superman punch, Samoa drop, and spear. Oh, dude, he does that, that sweet dropkick, drop yeah. Yeah, what about that time he dropped the last time the dropkick? Like, every fucking match. Yeah, for someone who does all the time, he doesn't really fucking do much in here, Sean. He does fucking plonches. Dude, the guy does plonches. I mean, like, everybody does plonches now, but, like, still. But it's still impressive for him to do it. Yeah, especially with his hair flying in the air when he does it. It looks cool. Oh, shut up, Peyton. I don't know about that. He might have done it in a match with Sheamus, but I wasn't paying attention you, you probably that know was, he did do it. Wasn't that his Sheamus. last match on Raw with Sheamus? It wasn't yeah, this one. The funny thing Sheamus is, on. I actually think the last time he did it was against Sheamus. <laughs> <laughs> he did yep. it when, uh, when, at the Raw I went to. That's for damn sure. It's not even. And honestly, Sean, it's not even Reigns' fault. He's dealing with a guy whose thing is that he does this weird thing in the corner where he, where he flips his body over. And he, I actually like Bray Wyatt. Um, I just, I just don't like. I just don't like Roman Reigns. Then why do you want to keep trading him for Randy Orton? <laughs> because Bray Wyatt costs me a lot of points. Because he loses at pay-per-views. So you're saying is he sucks? No, WWE just don't have faith in him. No, I think he just sucks. Uh, Who didn't say who's going to win this? I lost track. I haven't. Okay, Drew. Who's winning? I'm going to go with uh, uh, the Bray Wyatt, and they'll continue this into SummerSlam, but they could always go with the Chris Jericho route and just fuck me and just have Chris Jericho win the first match and render the rest of the match just pointless. So we'll see what they do. Man, I hated that last time around. That was so stupid. They did it at this fucking show as well, so you never know what they're going to pull out this time. And Wago has been disconnected. His connection's messing him up again like it did with the Raw Post show, but he says that Bray Wyatt's going to win. So that's what we think about that match, and hopefully if they decide to go with another one at uh, SummerSlam, they've got some kind of a good plan, whether it's Ambrose and Reigns or a triple threat or what, I don't know, but we'll see. So leave those comments below. Part nine's coming up. Tag team championship match between the New Day and the Primetime Players. 
Continuing on here, we've got the Tag Team Championship match. The New Day is going to possibly win the titles back. I friggin' hope so, against the Primetime Players. Do you guys think that Primetime Players are decent enough to go to, into SummerSlam with these titles? I really can't understand why that can happen. I'm, I want somebody to explain it to me. They're not good enough to be a meaningless tag team that holds the tag team titles, yet they're doing it. Yeah, I don't really think either of these teams are particularly great. I think the tag team division is in pretty bad shape right now. So it doesn't really matter to me where this goes. Who do you think is going to win then? It could be either of them. It really doesn't matter. Primetime players are taking this. I think they're pushing Titus, uh, one, because of that fucking stupid dad thing, and they're pushing Darren because he complains about stuff online. Yeah, I gotta think that primetime players are gonna retain too, and it pisses me off. So I don't like that. Tony, you just gotta believe. Bo Dallas is in this. Just gotta believe, Tony. I believe, and I do believe. New Day's gonna win. I think they will. Why? I've lost fucking count. What makes you think New Day though? Well, I don't know. They don't suck. Like everyone thinks they do. So, no, they have that going for them. I don't know. I think it's more appealing if they're the tag team champions than Titus and Neil and Darren Young because they're, it's not 2012. And if I wanted the primetime players, if I wanted them to be the tag team championship, I would, I would have won it in 2012 and not 2015. So they're few years too late, in my opinion. So. I think I just think it makes more sense for the new day to have the titles because I don't know if, I have no idea where the primetime players can go from here because I don't see the Ascension challenging for the titles. You can make a case for the Lucha Dragons maybe challenging for the titles, but there's really no one right now to to take the titles. And it's weird to think that like ever at least once a year we talk about how. It looks like the tag team division is heating up, and it looks like it's going to be great. Then as soon as we say it, it all falls apart, because it happens every fucking year. And it's done for the past four years since they've been trying, in quotes, to build up this tag division. And to to their fault, it's not really their fault this year. There's so many people have gotten injured. Tyson Kidd ruined a tag team, and Uso getting injured ruined another tag team, and the Ascension sucking just really took, deflated everything. So, what could have been a great feud or a great time in tag team wrestling is just shitty. It's sad to think that the primetime players are the tag team champions. Sean, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, primetime players? Good. New Day? Good. Enzo and Big Cast need a call-up so they can save the tag team division. The idea that they're pushing Tyson, uh, uh, Titus O'Neil, my, my bad, Titus O'Neil. What are they going to do with him? Drop the push eventually. I get that, but no, it's just like, why push him? You're just pushing a team, but like, at Titus O'Neil in particular, other than the fact that he won the Father of the Year award, which as soon as they mentioned that, I was like, oh, God, they're probably going to push him because of this, but. Because he's a big minority guy with a charismatic attitude. The crowd likes doing the dog bark thing. So they like doing it a couple years ago too, but why are they 
They're just picking up on it now. Because they wanted to do it now. They didn't want to do it a couple of years ago. They wanted to do whoever they were doing at that time. I forget what the Usos, whoever they were pushing at that moment. Hmm. It does seem too late for me. Like, I mean, we've talked about this before, but like primetime players to me right now, they're not doing anything that interesting. And I know that like, well, they've got the dad thing and they got the, the whole like Darren Young supporting, you know, that the gay side of things. And wouldn't it be great if we had these kind of guys pushed and it's like, yeah, but I don't care. So, you know, it doesn't matter to me. Like you could take um, anybody in any way. And if there's like a reason outside of entertaining to push them, I don't factor it in really. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. But, man, like, I'm really confused about what they do for SummerSlam. Because if New Day wins, I would like that, but at the same time, I don't know who they would face because they're not building anybody else up. Like, Lucha Dragons aren't doing shit. Ascension, they basically just lose on main event every week. Los Matadores can make a goddamn break. We don't have anybody else. The only thing I can think of is maybe Jay Uso is going to be ready. And they could do the Usos. And if they're going to do the Usos, then they kind of have to do the New Day. They can't really do uh, Usos against primetime players unless they turn the Usos heel. And Why? I, I Because they don't really usually do babyface teams against each other. Doesn't say they can't. No, I mean, they, they could. I mean, they could also do primetime players against Randy Orton and Cesaro. I mean, they could do pretty much anything if they want to, because it's fake, but, like, I don't know, I mean, I can't think of anything other than the Usos being involved. I think that they had intentions of doing something with Harper and Rowan, and with Rowan going down, they kind of skidded their plans aside, and I don't think they really figured out how to pick the ball back up. What, they're, like, primetime players against Harper and Rowan? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean... I can't think of anybody else that they would have done. And they're fucked now. Like, they can't just be like, well, we'll just throw Harper and Rowan in the match anyway or something. Like, Rowan's apparently going to be out for, like, a little while. Mm-hmm. Was it, it was, like, five or six months. Something, yeah. It? I don't know. It, that Whatever Uso got injured, he's been out for a few months now. I know he was at, his timetable was, like, six to eight months, but we're getting close to that time. Think he could possibly return to him? Oh, that was that. I didn't think it was that. I don't think it was that because he was still shoulder, walking right? on it. Yeah, I thought it was a shoulder thing. Uh, yeah. Dislocated shoulder, I think maybe. Uh, uh, that's not too bad. Right. He might have torn a rotator's cuff. Now I'm curious. Oh, uh, you gotta go to the Googles. I gotta Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, that spot at WrestleMania they did, did was a uh, shoulder thing. They threw him into the guardrail. Yeah. Jay Uso undergoes surgery to repair shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some kind of shoulder thing. But the last update that I've seen from him was him training, like trying to get back in ready like shape and stuff. I don't know if that's something where it was like, well, I'm training and I'll be back in a couple weeks, or if it's like I'm training and now I can actually lift up more than three pounds. Yeah, he might you just know? be rehabbing. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, he could be coming out there for SummerSlam, or he could be, you know, another three months away. Yeah. They're just in a bad spot because everyone got injured at the worst possible time. They just didn't bring anyone up to, or just 
make makeshift tag teams in the meanwhile. I mean, shit, Stardust and Goldust could have been something else too, but fucking Goldust is injured. Literally, everyone who was in that tag team division at some point this year just got injured, and it kind of ruined everything, if you think about it. Everybody except New Day. And Titus O'Neil and Darren Young for some reason. I actually think Tyson Kidd getting injured has actually done Cesaro won this, to be honest. It did, but it revitalized it Cesaro's single career. I think we'll have to see when it comes to that. It's a little soon to tell. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they, They've more used Cesaro in a mechanic role these last few weeks. Like, yeah, he's had kick-ass matches, but it's not like he's on a push. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could just drop him two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Be like, well, we're they- building up to more important people in SummerSlam, and fuck you. Like, he's he's like the only way I will believe that they are trying to push Cesaro is if they give him a mic and a feud. That is the only way you can make me believe that they're trying to push him. Because it does look kind of like he might be next in line for the U.S. title. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't get too worried about that just yet. They did give him some mic time against Kevin Owens there. Yeah, mm-hmm. he could be feuding with Owens next. Oh, that'd be so good. Especially on that triple threat. That was such a good triple threat on Raw. So, I think we might have gone around, but I'm going to go around one more time just in case. Peyton, who's winning? PTP or TND? Probably primetime players, but it doesn't really matter. Drew? I wanted to be a new day, or probably the primetime players, but in the same boat as Peyton, probably doesn't matter. Walker? They all look the same. I'm going to go with new day. Wago. I'm going to have to go with the New Day on this one as much as and this is wishful thinking more than it is anything. So I'm hoping that the New Day win it so that's who I'm going to pick. I'm expecting primetime players and I'm hoping I'm wrong because New Day rocks. And we've got one more match to talk about. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar in part 10 and uh, all you gotta do is click on that video on YouTube or listen on iTunes and Stitcher because we'll be right back. Final match of the night, unless they do this Money in the Bank shit where they just kind of change everything around, but hopefully this will be the match of the night. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. A lot of people are saying that there can't be some kind of a schmoz ending for this, and I present to you one huge point that a lot of people are skipping over. Triple H. People have pointed out that J&J Security and Kane are gone, but Triple H is still there. And Triple H is not the biggest Brock Lesnar supporter. Lest we forget, he's had a feud with Brock Lesnar just a couple years ago. I think that, more than anything, Triple H is getting involved in this. And whether he helps Seth Rollins or he gets involved and almost costs him the match, we're going to see some kind of interference from him. And I am putting all of my chips, I guess you could say, on Seth Rollins retaining here because I think that we're getting Seth Rollins versus Triple H for the title at SummerSlam, not just a random match. And part of the reason why, I have no clue who the hell Brock Lesnar would face. Because you got to think, if Seth Rollins loses the title to Brock Lesnar here, either they do a rematch, which is like, well, we just saw that, and SummerSlam can't just be, like, the rematch pay-per-view every time around. Or you build another whole person up out of the blue to fight for the world title against Brock Lesnar. I can't imagine them being able to do that. 
But of course, anybody have any opinions about that? On the uh, well, contrary, I, I have one flaw with that. <clears throat> Brock Lesnar was brought back by Triple H, and he brought him back to test Seth Rollins. And this whole time, he's been getting in Seth Rollins' face, telling him, like, "You need to learn how to handle this. You need to show why you're the man, and you're the chosen future, and you're the guy." So him just coming to save him really doesn't fit in with that. Um, that's not to say he can't be involved. I actually think he could be involved in a way like where Seth Rollins is trying to walk out and then Triple H like blocks the entrance and like pulls him by the hair back to the ring and throws him back in. That's something I could see Triple H doing. It's only, you can only do it if he grabs him by the hair though and drags him back to the ring. Let's see. I don't know. I mean, like how do you guys think that Rollins can just flat out beat Lesnar? No. Uh, it's it's going to take a lot of booking. It's going to take a lot of Seth Rollins being scrappy and using his surroundings. But I think there, there's a quote I heard somewhere. Using the right element of surprise, a goldfish can beat the shit out of an elephant. I'd love <laughs> to see that fight. <laughs> so I've got a different perspective on this whole thing. I have two Magic different Carp. scenarios as well. Well, I think in Magic Carpet, anyway, um, as far as you know, I see Seamus and Seth Rollins in cahoots, the kind of whole, hey, if you cash in money in the bank, we'll take out Brock Lesnar and fight it one-on-one. Because if you're Seamus, think about it this way. If you're looking at Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar, who do you think is going to win? So this is his chance to eliminate Brock Lesnar out of the equation. And take out Seth Rollins, who he probably thinks he can beat. So I see this being just a plot for Seth Rollins to get the fall on Sheamus. But that's if they that's if he cashes in money in the bank. I could also see it just being an overbooked mess. Yeah, so you did think that money in the bank's coming into I, play. I did think money in the bank was going to come into play, but then for some odd reason, another idea popped into my head. And that idea, that, that, that idea is that when Brock Lesnar hits the F5, the lights go out. Oh my god. And then the Undertaker's oh. three thongs comes into play. That sets Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker at SummerSlam. And Rollins gets a cheeky schoolboy pin. To be fair about that, there is a video going around, or at least pictures of the Undertaker working out. But then again, those pictures surface all the time. It works out all year. Where like he's, yeah. I see so, pictures of Zack Ryder working out all the damn time. Doesn't mean he's getting ready for a match at SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's getting ready for one. He's just not getting booked. For <laughs> he's like, I'm ready, guys, and they're like, Great. See you in the back. <laughs> To be fair, every time we see him, he's like more jacked than ever. Right, eventually he's, he's like just going to be pen- one big muscle. I think it's all this pent-up frustration from not getting booked. Or I can see Batista coming back. Oh, Batista's... No, he's not coming back for a long-ass time, if ever. He's got that Bond film coming out. He's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Like, that fucker scored. He could have been a total mess when it comes to being an actor, and he <laughs> hit a damn good movie. And I bet he still would have came back when he could have if things didn't just go so shitty when he came back last time. Right. <laughs> like, he has no reason to want to come back ever. 
He's just like, man, I haven't been here in a couple of years. They're going to love me. What the fuck are they booing me for? It it was no fault of his own. No. No, not at all. And I feel bad for him because I think he was promised like a title reign and shit. And it all just went to shit. Yeah, I got to feel bad for him and Rey Mysterio. (laughs) Since Rey comes out, it's like, number 30 is Rey Mysterio, everybody. (laughs) Fuck him. (laughs) You're not Daniel Bryan. We fucking hate you. The best part is the pop when Ray gets eliminated. Yeah, like, as if that meant that Daniel Bryan was going to come out or something, but everybody had the same mentality of, like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck him for not being Daniel Bryan. <laughs> you guys used to love me. Yeah, well, fuck you. Not anymore. Yeah, well, we forgot about Eddie. <laughs> so, Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar tied it back down to that. Uh, what do you guys want to see at SummerSlam? Should Brock Lesnar win the title? I want to see Sheamus versus Brock Lesnar. I don't know why, but that's what I want. And I want to see Triple H versus Seth Rollins. Make it happen. I do want to see Triple H versus Seth Rollins. When it comes to Brock Lesnar, I will never complain if they put the title on him. I don't care if it's against an up-and-coming guy. I don't care if it's against an established guy. Brock Lesnar is the face of that company. He's the face of professional wrestling as far as I'm concerned. The only reason why I think Brock Lesnar's not going to win the belt is because it's not an actually pay-per-view. It's an event. It's a special event, not a pay-per-view. They're all special event slash pay-per-view. It is kind of weird that they had him come back a month early for Battleground rather than having come in for the build to SummerSlam directly. That's why I think he's not wrestling at SummerSlam. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because, I mean, let's not forget, last year he wrestled at SummerSlam and then Night of Champions and then didn't pop up again until the Royal Rumble. He didn't even wrestle at Survivor Series. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he popped up at Battleground, took off SummerSlam, took off Hell in a Cell, and showed up at Survivor Series. Best way to fig- face, but... The best way to figure it out is to see how many different cities he's got for his Suplex City uh, brand. <laughs> what, like it's like a tour? Like, you get like a band? I, I would Essentially expect him, it is. I would expect him to be there. I mean, they're they're doing this show at, um, they're doing it at Barclays, right? Like, mm-hmm. first big, big event they're doing in this brand new arena that's only been out for a few years now. I, I can't see any reason why they wouldn't want to put him on their card in New York City. But who would you have him face? You can have him face fucking anybody. You can have him face Kofi Kingston again. People will be there to see it. To be fair, Sean was right to suggest... Was it Sheamus you suggested? I did suggest Sheamus, yeah. Because, let's face it, do any of us want to see Sheamus with the title? For the most part, I don't think so. Do any of us want to see him get his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar? Hell yeah. I think there's an argument that people would like to see that. I would fucking love it if the story that they go with is Seth Rollins cheats to win this match, and Brock Lesnar goes, no, 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 I am getting my fucking title and authority and, you know, whatever, go, no, you've already lost your match, whatever, goes, fine then, I'm gonna win fucking Money in the Bank. And he beats the shit out of Sheamus, wins Money in the Bank, and takes that away. I would love to see that happen. Especially if it's a beefcase. And then with the money in the bank briefcase, 
off television. You're going to forget about it. And then... And then he just pops up out of nowhere and wins mm-hmm. it one day. And then hopefully defends it more. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason for him to ever get money in the bank, but it's wishful thinking. Well, what would you do, Wego? Just him against Sheamus, uh, you know, standard match? I'd have him just beat whoever the fuck I dislike that week, which could be anybody. Um, long-term booking, Sheamus is a perfect opponent if you want to have him involve himself in the title picture. I mean, if you want to do Seth Rollins versus Triple H, I guess Sheamus could cash in and win the belt, and then you have Brock take the belt off him at SummerSlam. The only issue with that is Sheamus has a title, and I don't like that idea. Drew, what about you? What should they do at SummerSlam? I don't know what they should do. I think... uh... I don't want to be that guy, but it just really depends on what they do on Sunday. So, if I had my choice, I I I personally would like to see Triple H versus Seth Rollins mainly because of the storyline that they do is like, oh, you go through all these guys, good for you, but uh, that's just for your real challenge, me. So, I think that would be interesting out of everything. I, will they do that? I'm not quite sure, but it is possible. The thing is, if you do have Brock Lesnar book for SummerSlam. What'd you have him do? And I think that's the one thing that's really hindering that. So most likely it'll end up being just a rematch of what's happening at Battleground for the most part. Maybe add a couple, someone or two to the mix, but uh, do not know for certain. But I'm looking forward to it no matter what because it should be amazing. Brock Lesnar versus Baron Corbin. I don't know. Ask uh, Sean that. He'll say that's going to happen. He's the one to watch, Yeah, this right? is the one to watch. Yeah, he is the one to watch. <laughs> that does happen. I'll be like, what the fuck? So let's go around one more time. Who's winning, Peyton? Uh, I'm going to say Seth Rollins. Way go. Excluding any interference, Seth Rollins. Sean? Seth Rollins by pinning Sheamus. Uh, Drew? Uh, Seth Rollins will either win or Brock Lesnar will get uh, disqualified or something. So, yep. And I'm going with Seth Rollins as well. So that'll rule us out for Battleground 2015. Make sure you guys leave your comments below. Tell us what you think is going to happen. Make sure that you follow the live coverage on SmartCoutMoment.com and check out anything else that's happening with that. Next week we're going to do our review of everything, so backlog that as well. We've got one more thing to do for episode 191. That's Fantasy League Part 11 coming your way right now. Welcome to the final part of episode 191, the Fantasy League. Peyton, what do we need to know? Well, what you need to know is you can go to your browsers and type in www.fantasyleague.com where you can check out all the latest goings-ons as far as the rules, the standings, the teams, and all that cool stuff you want to know about our little Fantasy League that we got here. Uh, You can see the scores there. But for now, let's take care of the most important business we need to do while we're all gathered here in one place. And that is to do any trades that we need to do. And I think that with uh, recent events, there's probably going to be a lot of trades going down. Question is, who's got the lucky first choice of us here? And that honor goes to Mr. Steven Huego, your first in priority line. What are you looking to do? Do I still have Paige? Uh, Yes. I will swap Paige out, and I am going to go with Charlotte. 
All right, Wago losing Paige and taking Charlotte. Not a bad choice at all, I would say. Uh, and I am going to follow suit, bringing on one of these new NXT divas that came up because it would be foolish to do otherwise. I am going to drop the... Uh, see, this is where it gets tough for me because who do I want to drop? John Cena. <laughs> John Cena! John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I'm I'm torn because I kind of want to get rid of Kane because he just got this injury thing. But how long is he really going to be gone? And I have to imagine that he's going to be doing something once he comes back. So it's be Kane. It, it, yeah, I think I'm going to drop Nikki Bella. So I'm going to drop Nikki Bella to bring on my home girl, Sasha Banks. So the next person would be Drew. Drew, there's one more of those NXT divas left, plus the guys that uh, me and Wago dropped. What would you want to do? Yes, yeah, so Sean, you better. Give me all your fucking players for this guy. I'm going to drop Callisto, and I'm going to pick up Becky Lynch. All right. Drew dropping Callisto. And bringing on Becky Lynch. Ooh, Tony, some lunch. you're next in line. What do you got to say about all this? I am going to keep my team the same. All right. Missed out on all the divas. Sean, you kind of got gonna... left in the dark, too, but you got something you want to do? I'm going to stick as well. All right, Wago. Anything else you feel like doing? No, I'm good. But I'm surprised nobody wanted to pick up Paige. I mean, she is the leader of this whole revolution. I'm kind of hoping that the New Day will win those tag titles. Oh, then once you get uh, Xavier Woods back, because I don't want to miss out on keeping Rusev. I I want to offer Sean a trade. I used to play base for keeping Rusev. Oh, good for you. What's your trade? What's the trade? That was not a good band name to do that joke with. <laughs> so, do you want Becky Lynch? I would like to have Becky Lynch, yeah. Who do you want for? Um, I'd give you, you a Barrett. Sounds like somebody's no. eating lunch over there. What the hell's going on? <laughs> I know, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, you'll have to give me either Neville or Cesaro. I will give you Cesaro. It's not a bad trade. I prefer Neville out of the two. Damn. I'll give you Brock Lesnar. You can't go. You have to give me A or B. Nah, I don't want that one. <laughs> no, I don't want Brock Lesnar. I want Neville. He, he said you or. Said you Neville had to say Cesaro, dude. He said you go to Cesaro. But I want you Neville more. Uh, I want Neville more, though. What's the ruling on this? I don't know. <laughs> it's your choice. Yeah. He, said, he said you could have. No, I've already said you could have Cesaro. He did, but, but that just uh, makes him a dick. There's no rule against it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give up Neville. Let's All right. See. Well, then I guess we're staying where we are. We have come to a standstill, an impasse. Yeah. So, no, I'll give you uh, Becky Lynch for Cesaro. <laughs> oh fuck! Right, he was trying to hardball him. <laughs> no, I was I was just pulling a shot. That's what I was fucking doing. Alright, well, whatever. I'm putting it officially in the books. Becky Lynch forces Cesaro being traded across teams. And with that, I am closing down the polls, things. I don't know what the hell we call this. this Stay tuned to WWEFantasyLeague.com for all the latest goings-ons. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Well, that just makes uh, us move on to the final part of the plug. So, Wago, start us off. StephenWago.com John. YouTube.com forward slash SeanC2K37 for my recent stream of Smite. The hell is Smite? 
Well, if you go to youtube.com forward slash Solnessy 2K37, Tony, you will see what nice. Smite is. That is a good point. Payton? Well, if you're a wrestling fan, tune into the Raw post show following Raw every single Monday night. Megapowersradio.com is the place to be and check out all the other cool shows there as well. For more wrestling stuff, head to keepingkfabe.com for your fill on all the past of wrestling that you can enjoy. And so see all my other stuff by following me at Twitter at M. Oh, wait, no. It's at Pate. Yeah, no, it's at MRPADN. <laughs> Whatever one it is. I have like five Twitters. And Drew. Uh, you know, just do what everyone else does and, you know, Drew crew for life. Fuck Tony's tykes too, because, you know, one wasn't enough. And my plugs are all in the rest hold. Go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. God damn it. And, <laughs> uh, as I mentioned before, next week is the review of Battleground. The week after that, we're going to be doing fantasy booking for SummerSlam. And if you have any mailbag questions, that's also when we're going to be answering that most likely. So make sure to send those in as well. And uh, I think that'll be it for us. So, for everybody on the panel this evening, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Episode 191, another smart out moment, and we're being counted out. What are we going to do for the outro, guys? I don't know. I can't think of anything. Hmm. I got no ideas. Oh, shit. I got it. I know what we can do for the outro. His name is John Cena! He's gonna get in the ring!